0: Davis Vision's New Year's special is going on right now. Save $1,000 off normal pricing now through the end of January. Check them out now at DavisVisionMD.com. Question of the day The Jazz with another win, six in a row now. How can this team be stopped? David says it's all mental. When they read their own press clippings, they will be stopped. Really, at this level? Yes. Uh, their moms are cutting stories out of a newspaper. And Which then, doesn't exist anymore. And then they are gluing them into a scrapbook. <laughs> and then when the guys are isolated in the room, they flip through the scrapbook and they read them. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to have... 1940 or 50-something or what. I don't know.
1: They've had so many accolades that that has long since uh, gotten them excited. I mean, they receive so much. they I mean, they... The today's player in sports, you know, they make so much money that they don't really have to be worried about any of that stuff, and it's out there. Although, if people uh, come at you negatively, was there was a, I saw something uh, it was hockey. I think it was in Philadelphia, and the guy asked a question. Yeah, you know, everything. Yeah, we ran Zoom.
0: it. Yeah, we ran it. It was awesome. Yeah. And he
1: just goes after the dude.
0: The columnist, yeah. Uh, I wasn't. Yeah, he called him, you know, something that had to be bleeped, and then he started answering question, He goes, yeah. oh, I gave you an answer. I wasn't even going to give you an answer.
1: I know. It's just like it was sort of out of left field because it was just a harmless question, but it was obviously that there was There's something a, there and yeah, he just called him. Bleep and BS. I mean, yep. it was really just. You're going to
0: write whatever the bleep you want. and <laughs> yeah. so, terrible.
1: And you don't get that here. I don't know that anybody has uh, had anybody upset at anything. We're all a bunch of homers, every one of us. Uh, so that stuff,
0: nah. And the, the thing about this team, though. Well, I think Gobert got it after the, the pandemic. That's the go-to. You
1: didn't get the, there's
0: there's well, I don't think that they um, maybe they follow a couple people on social media, but nothing's really local now. I mean, everything on social oh, media is seen agree. by everybody. You think, think they're that... listening to local radio, clicking on local. They're not newspapers. You know, I mean, they're not printed anymore, but you think they're clicking clicking on websites for the Trib and D News to read what they've written. I think they get more the vibe off social media because they're on their phones right after the game.
1: But I think my point is they know who the local people are. Oh, they do, yeah. Because they're there every day. And they see them. Now, not this year is the exception. Because Joe is, Joe spoke about it last week when he when he joined us uh, for his season debut. Hopefully weeks to come we'll be there, too. But, you know, he talked about how you guys see us. And he said, well, well not this year. Right. So, yeah, I, I think they're aware of what's out there. Uh, and they know, some of them even know their names. If they don't know the names, then they certainly know the faces. Uh, so, But I just don't think that this team at this stage, this is a very much a veteran group. And I don't think that they're really interested in that. That's not something that they have to worry about. Uh, and, and, and hardly anybody here cracks on them locally. That's what I'm saying. The day-to-day stuff, it's, there's nothing... Out of the ordinary, so there's not going to be any type of uh, uh, adversarial relationship. Like, you know, when I was brought up, that's basically what you were supposed to have. And so you looked for it and it was there, you ran with it. Well, you don't really have that around here. There's very little adversarial relationships going on. But this team is just a veteran group, so I don't think they're even thinking about that because I think they understand here that this group, this particular group right now, you know, the proverbial window is not that uh, long. It's not going to be a five-year run with this group. In five years, the roster is going to look dramatically different. Uh, they're not going to be together that long. It could look look dramatically different next summer. So I think they feel a real big-time sense of urgency, and it goes back to what you said in terms of this is Quinn Snyder's best team. Now, Quinn is probably going to be here for a while, uh, but this is his best team. And I think everybody understands the circumstances when you've got uh, a couple of guys, uh, significant guys in their 30s. And Favors is, what, 29? He's reaching that point. This, the time to win is right now, and that's the great thing about it, is there's really no sideshows going on. It's just about winning. I don't really think anybody on this team cares so much about individual uh, statistics, because individual statistics, statistics can get you your money. Everybody's got their money. Who's playing for a contract? Of those top, what you said, nine guys, nobody. Niang.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. I <laughs> mean, he, he'd
1: be the ninth guy. And so, and I give you, I'll give you that. He's playing to stay in the league, although he's starting to get up there now in a number of years to where, you know, he could be like a like a Rodney Hood type deal. Even if it doesn't, if you get if you get moved on from here, you're probably going to go someplace else. I know Hood had the injury last year, but he's been in the league, or Kyle Korver was, was in the league for so long, smashing success. So these guys all got theirs. I mean, Gobert and Mitchell, they
0: got theirs. We were talking about the, uh, the nine-man rotation, right? There's seven guys who can shoot the three you really trust, and then you got Gobert and Favors as your big guys protecting the rim. So r- this year, there are five guys making $10 million or more. There are seven guys above $8 million. Donovan isn't one of them. His deal doesn't kick in until next season when he'll make $28 million. So seven guys are already making $8 million. Donovan's the eighth. Niang's the one looking for a mega payday. He's squeezing by on $1.7 million.
1: Uh, he can get some more money. Absolutely.
0: Uh, he, totally yeah. agree. He will, yeah. and, and he will. Whether he gets it Probably. here or he gets it somewhere else. Uh, you know, he can shoot the three, and the league needs three-point shooters. So, you know, if he goes out and gets, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight million, are you going to be surprised?
1: Not really. Not, yeah. Maybe just a little. But then when you look at some of these other dudes, that the kind of money that they're making, no. On its own merit, uh, wow, that would be surprising. But if you compare it, no. Uh, he's a big enough body. He's got skill. He can stick. But everybody else is set. They got whatever they were looking for. They got it. So the whole point is to just focus on winning. And that's a good spot to be in. Very little drama. No drama. There's, 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 maybe some behind-the-scenes stuff, but it's not coming out, out on the floor. Uh, that, that You could coexist, and Mitchell and Gobert do not have to be best buddies. And who really cares if they're best buddies? I, I don't. As long as their buddies out on the floor and they have the same goals to win basketball games, that's all that matters. And then you hear Joe talk about the locker room and the camaraderie and the getting along and stuff. And I believe there's truth to it. If not 100%, then you know 70, 80%. So all that stuff seems to be fine, and they seem to be in love with their new owner uh, on that th- deal. I mean, really, the only controversy right now. Is that they don't they don't have an ex jazz man on their staff, one of those legends, you know? Like you look at the Knicks, how in the hell is Patrick Ewing not coaching the Knicks?
2: (laughs) Thank you, Carl.
1: Did you listen to that at all?
2: I finished it yesterday. It was fantastic. <laughs> I, I think it was just a big old waste of time. <laughs> I, I, I laughed the entire time. It was vintage yeah, Carl Malone.
1: Right, but that's not what he was intending it to be. You're he right. this You're, podcast with, uh, what was it, Quinton Richardson and and Darius Miles?
2: Yes, correct. Is that who, yep. Those are the two. The Knuckleheads, do- part of the Players' Tribune.
1: Okay. Uh, I listened to about 10 minutes of this. It's like an hour 46. I listened to 10 minutes of that. Can I really listen to this thing for almost two hours? Nope, I did. I think I would rather watch a rom-com. I'm going to go search and see if uh, if Catherine Heigl has any movies on, you know, the latest rom-com or what have you. Our own, Utah own, that's why I chose her. Uh, because, I mean, he is something. How in the hell is Patrick Ewing not
2: coaching the Knicks?
1: Where do you come up with that stuff, man?
2: that's his guy, that's his era. He was, And his bigger point was, why are all these legends not coaching yeah. the teams that they were stars for? Because it's That's a so grind and
0: a lot of work, and
2: they don't really want to do he it. He left that part to the side, okay?
1: Why isn't Clyde Drexler coaching the
2: Rockets? Because he tried
1: coaching the University of Houston and thought, this sucks. I'm
2: out. <laughs> he also brought up the jazz in that conversation, and too. The jazz, yeah,
1: he thought somebody's some jazz legend. Now, he accepted himself and Jeff and John. Uh, but other than that, and then they bring up Ty Corbin. And they forgot that he
2: actually had coached the Jazz, I'm pretty sure. He, d-
1: he did. T Corb, I think they called him or something. Correct. It's, uh, just I listened to 10 minutes. And, uh, Carl, you're a hell of a player. <laughs> you were a hell of a player. Let's just leave it at that. Then he got lit up because he said that uh, Zion should be playing 40 minutes as a kid, and I sent you that thing, DJ, yesterday, and and, uh, wow, (laughs) watching that stuff. Uh, There's certain people, depending on how they look like, that just don't, you can't criticize them, and uh, so Carl got after that, but that's the only drama, is how come they don't have, uh, how come Brian Russell is not coaching the Jazz? I mean, it's beyond me, you know, Uh, and I don't know where. Malone thought this concept up that it has to be a former player coaching the team uh, I, I, what difference does it make? Just get me a good coach but other than that there's there's all these guys are focused on winning which is which is a good thing and that's where they're at right now and that's why I, I think that's part of the reason why they're playing good ball and it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens to these teams that have sort of drama around them. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes they flourish in the drama. That's Other the exception, times it gets though. in the
0: way. It, it, it can happen, but I think that's the exception.
1: Well, LeBron seems to have drama around him. But he's just that good, so it doesn't matter.
0: Well, I think Kobe and Shaq are the best recent example, right, of just tons of drama, but so much talent. They had a three-peat anyway
1: they were just that good they were that good oh i think no i think lebron is the most recent one i think when you're winning with Kyrie irving <laughs> uh, you you've got drama yeah i think lebron and part of it is his outspoken nature and he wants to be an activist and that's what he's chosen to do so so be it uh but you know i think he has a fair share of critics when he's It'll be interesting now, I suppose. All the Steve Kerr and the and the Popoviches and all that stuff—they they're going to have nothing else to say. That's the good thing; we don't have to hear from these guys anymore. They got, they got what they wanted, so
0: now we're good to go. Well, I think right. you'll hear from them. You'll hear from them on issues. You won't hear from them on personalities. Oh, so we won't have personal attacks anymore. But you'll hear from them on issues.
1: Unity, my friend. Now something
0: will time. happen. Something will happen. We'll hear from them on issues. Well, I
1: can't wait to hear what they have to say. Here
0: comes everyone. one for you. I only care that you and PK are best buddies. <laughs> best buddies. That's <laughs> off your Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert don't have to be best buddies. They just have to win at a high level. Uh, did Carl uh, talk about Jeff Hornacek at all? Because Jeff now, uh, he, an assistant with the Rockets. He so. mentioned him as a guy that could. He just said that. that, he's that had had a, he's no, a, he
1: accepted himself, Jeff, and John But then he's, being the coach. But he's,
2: he circled back and said that Jeff could be an option for the Jazz. He did they don't need an back. option. They I'm don't. Just, need they don't. don't. I, I'm aware, but he did circle back and say Jeff was an option.
0: Because Jeff's had a front row seat now at all the dysfunction in Houston. Good story. Oh, he, he probably is willing he to had in New, New York? York. I was going to say, everywhere he's been. <laughs> know, now He goes there. The York was good. a
1: disaster when he coached the Suns. The Knicks were a disaster just because they were the Knicks. Yes. And Houston, although it was a short period of time because he just got there, mm-hmm. and then the Harden thing was
0: resolved fairly quickly. But he had a front-row seat to it.
1: Yeah, but by now, a three-week drama to him is... (laughs)
0: Right, yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Tim Lacombe is going to join us to talk jazz coming up at 9 o'clock right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started! This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. (laughs) The great David Locke. I'm not trying to be a flamethrower here,
1: but Giannis is the MVP, but he's not capable of carrying his team to a championship. The fact that they go away from him for the final five minutes of every game is a significant problem. And the fact that they, like, didn't start him and he airballed a three, it's a pretty dramatic visual. It's a really big, significant problem that has shown up two years in a row in the playoffs, and his game is not any different this year than it was a year ago. He's great. He's the MVP. Like, don't misunderstand what's being said here, but There is a difference between those players that can win championships and those players that can't. And there is something to be said for those that have won them and those that haven't. There's a reason in most cases. And there's going to be a reason why Giannis finishes without a championship.
0: Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We got a lot of responses. Still rolling in. The Jazz winners of six in a row. Make it look easy. It's not that easy, but that's how they make it look. But what could stop this team? Scott says themselves. Losing their edge, PK. When you're on top of the world, it looks like you'll... you, You said this once. I can't remember what team we were talking about. When you're winning... It feels like it'll never stop. when you're losing, it feels like you'll never get out of that hole. Now you just go back and click on you know list of seasons for whatever team you want and you'll see that teams do indeed get out of the hole, get to the top of the mountain, and descend back down the other side very quickly. But when you're in the moment, it doesn't feel like it right and
1: see, but that's where I think that this team has a focus because it's an unusual situation where you have Some veteran guys post 30, and that's sort of the line, you know, where you think that, all right, how much longer do you have? A lot of players end up playing very, very well uh, into their 30s for sure, and we've seen that. But they know once you get past 30, and depending on who you are, you take a guy like Joe Ingles, right? He comes in as a 27-year-old bachelor. Well, Now he's, what, 32, 33? He's got three kids. He's married. I mean, what a dramatic difference from the time that I first got to know him, his rookie season, to where, and it was unusual to be a rookie at that age, but still, from 27 to where he is now, look how much has changed in his life and all sorts of stuff. It's just radically different. The point being, he's he's almost like a middle-aged guy, now, certainly in NBA terms, he's probably more than that. So the point is that he's getting up each day. When he goes to work, it's just a one purpose. It's to win, right? He's already made more money than he thought possible, according to him. And so all he's focused on is winning. So you've got those guys there, Conley and Bogdanovich, they're in that situation. I think Favors is approaching that situation. Then you got these two young studs that are still in their prime. So it's an interesting mix that they have here. And you have Gobert now has been a veteran a, a number of years, and he speaks about winning. Mitchell is one of these guys growing up in our country, and he wears 45, and that was the Jordans' number coming back. And he grew up in the sports world with his father and all that stuff. So he really understands if you want to make a mark, it's related directly to winning, Right. So he knows, and he speaks, we're done with that first-round exit stuff. So the point I'm making is these guys really understand the situation. And that's why I don't think that they're going to get full of themselves or any of that other stuff, because they really haven't won anything to the level that they want, but they understand that, hey, we've got a time, somewhat of a time limit on this thing here, right? Don't you
0: see that? A hundred percent. I think everybody in the organization sees it and feels it. Conley's contract, you know, wh- what's going to happen? He's going to be a free agent. He's playing at a high level. A lot of people are going to want him. He's at the point of his career. He's made a lot of money. You know, where does he want to be? Uh, who knows? You can't, you can't know that.
1: You he got, wants to be here. His wife and kids and yesterday, well, DJ. They were well taking be. a walk in City Creek Canyon All right. earlier this week. So So all you gotta do is look on Instagram and you see what's going on in their lives. And I saw it. I seen it, as they say. Mary and the kids, they were walking in City Creek Canyon.
0: You got another guy who's thirty one, another guy who's thirty three. You got guys who've had injuries or are battling them. So you don't know. You might have another you might have another shot at with this group, but you might not. Right? There's no way to know that right now.
1: But see, when you say you might, by definition, that means you might not.
0: Yes. But I
1: wanted to make it perfectly clear. Thank you.
0: And I also think they're still feeling the sting of losing the Nuggets 3-1. to You know, when when you go through bad stuff in life, it sucks. It's easy to get into the poor me's. uh, But sometimes when you get further away from it, you say, well, that led to this. You know, you can't have the highs without the lows, blah, 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 all that stuff. And so I wonder... The sting of being up 3-1 and thinking you were doing it and then having it ripped away at the end by the Nuggets, how much does that fuel this right now? Because what you say is true. Mitchell grew up around sports. He knows you got to win. These other guys who've seen teams start to build during their career and then not get there and they hit a ceiling, You know, Conley and Memphis would be a great example. They had a good run. They had good teams. They won some really exciting playoff series. But I think he got to one conference final, and he never got to the NBA finals. And when you're in the middle of it, you're thinking, we could do this, we could do this. And you know, now that time is gone, and those guys have split up, and they didn't do it. And so he knows how precious it is. So they w- I don't think they'll get too fat and happy right now because the real prize is, well, we got stung in the playoffs there. we got to do better in the playoffs this year. And so that will drive them right through that. Now, once you win a series or two, you get to the point there's that sometimes that feeling of accomplishment, and you don't have to win, and the other guys do. I mean, you want to, but the other guys need to because they haven't made their mark yet. But you've taken that next step. Sometimes teams, well, oftentimes I think teams lose their edge there.
1: I don't see it in this case.
0: Well, we'll see when we Absolutely, get two or three. We'll see when we get two or three series deep.
1: Well, I hope we do. I agree. I, I, don't, I wouldn't say. I can't say when. I would have to say if. I, I don't think there's uh, any guarantee. That's why there's no need to even worry about the fat and happy cliche, because the team has literally accomplished nothing in the postseason. Nothing. This group of guys and
0: that will nothing. drive. And that will drive them until they do. I think
1: it keeps a sharp focus on what the task is. Absolutely, I believe that. I believe that they have their eye on the prize, and they're going through. And for them, you know, the opportunity to get a favorable seed is important. And so, in the meantime, this isn't the big prize. Beating New Orleans by 30 is not the big prize. Uh, winning six in a row is not the big prize, but it's the necessary steps that you have to take to put yourself in the position to get to that big prize. And that's where I think that they're all channeling their energies is to go forward on that. There's very little... uh, I I don't want to keep coming back to the word drama, but there's very little sidetracking them now. There's not these second or third issues related to the team that they have to see about and i think that's a that's a good spot to be in it seems like everything is set for them to achieve whatever they're capable of achieving. And it's going to be up to them to prove what they're capable of achieving. But there's nothing in, well, if this happens, if that happens, you know, what's it going to be, blah, blah, blah. None of that other stuff is really there. It's the singular move ahead through the season and continue on and when we get to that, what's it going to be? They haven't announced it. Is it going to be May or June? I don't know. When's the playoff going to start? They,
0: they haven't I'm announced So, sure I now. mean, you're you're ballparking yeah. it. I mean, it, about right. a month late, it normally starts in mid-April. So I would guess it's going to start in mid to late May, you know, 15th, 20th, something like that. But they haven't announced it. So I think it comes down to how many games are postponed, how many of those games do they want to try to squeeze in, do they want to condense the schedule and have more four games in five nights, which they've been trying to stay away from, do they want to – Uh, jeopardize the olympics they kind of make money off that and they have sponsors who make money off the olympics make money off them who might be leaning on them hey don't do this to us so i don't know i don't know how that plays out
1: well there's no let's get to this point and regroup not yet now maybe they'll have an injury that could derail that but as of now there's no you know let's get in in a few weeks we're going to get to the point where you start thinking, well, I mean, let's focus on the end of the first half of the schedule, and then we'll regroup. There's no, they don't need to regroup. They just need to continue as is. You know, Portland, hold on until we get Nurkid and McCollum yeah, back. And then we'll regroup. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, right, right. Well, they don't really have to do that. And I think with the Clippers, I think there's always a little bit of drama there because it's basically, and you've already brought this up, and it's real. It's true. All right, Paul, you know, you're a heck of a talent, but your postseason record, uh, it's not that good. So what are you going to do then? Paul George can go out and just dominate to the highest level in the regular season. But until he answers the question, he's basically the NBA's version of Clayton Kershaw.
0: What are you going to do in the postseason? That's a decent comparison. Not yeah, to the level. You're really because, good. Yeah, he's not. He's not the best player in the regular season, uh, and Kershaw is the best pitcher. So it's more an MVP question for Harden or Onta who actually has an MVP, but um, you know hasn't won a title. But yeah, it's still good with Paul. You're right. That's it's a good, it's a good parallel. So that
1: question is going to loom until or if. And when he answers the postseason. Now, he can have a killer postseason, and they don't have to win the title. I mean, it, because he's one dude. Uh, and, you know, he's not even regarded as the best player on his team. But everybody recognizes the best player needs help, right? You just, you're just you not going to do it by yourself. Even Magic, who had that most phenomenal individual game. Well, didn't Jamal Wills go off that game, too? When he, in that game? Probably, six, but so, I don't have so, it.
0: Am I, 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 I it don't it believe up. he
1: did. Yeah. So Magic had help. Jordan had help. Everybody has that. Kobe was Shaq. Whether it was Kobe, Kobe, whether it was Gasol, you've got to have some guys around you. Nobody's doing it alone. You know, LeBron tried and he couldn't get it done. To his credit, because he's so awesome, he took a ragtag Cleveland team to the finals. And what, if I remember correctly, they they got, got swept sw- by the Spurs. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so you know that that team went about as far as it could go, and it was a phenomenal accomplishment. But you're going to need people, so Paul George is going to need to step up. But that's going to be a lingering question over him. That's in some respects that's that's drama that can't be answered to the postseason. And the Lakers, you know, they changed a bunch of parts this year. Uh, they made for a team that won it all.
0: They kept their two stars, but then the supporting they made cast a lot of changes. Yeah. Uh, Kuzma stayed, so he stayed. But uh, yeah, but he's a role player, right? But a lot of the role players changed. Yeah, Caruso's
1: still there, so I mean, they're not going to change everybody. But they did make a fair amount watch, which is why people think that they're better because they believe they brought in better players. And you know, I'm okay with that. But we'll have to see how that is how how these guys perform in the postseason uh, because some of them, you, 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 Schroeder, has he really played in big playoff games? Am I missing any?
0: Not to the level he's about to.
1: Yeah, yeah. So how's that going to be when when he gets there? Well, that remains to be seen. So there are these questions that are going to be there for these teams, but for the Jazz, it's basically continue on the same pattern and plan that you're on now that's really it the question for the jazz is can how long can they
0: sustain this one more game pelicans make it seven in a row worry about the warriors on the weekend when,
1: when, when when's that saturday
0: saturday afternoon three o'clock
1: oh that's right you said that so they play what uh we'll say wednesday so they play thursday and then saturday yeah okay i'm not gonna get beyond that very much
0: That's enough. And Quinn Snyder likes the way you think, because he doesn't want his team to get beyond that either.
1: Well, the way I look at it is I like the way Quinn Snyder thinks.
0: Align yourself with Quinn. Good work. (laughs) You suck up. (laughs) Me and my guy Quinn. (laughs) Well,
1: uh, do I hear a coach of the year candidate?
0: Uh, it's you know, probably getting votes, candidate. Yes, I can see candidate. You've got to overachieve to be a candidate, it's not purely about winning, but who's surprising
1: is that what the award
0: should be? The The overachieving team had the the best surprise, yeah, the overachieving team of the year. And what happens, and this is why you really don't want to be coach of the year, what happens a lot is that then you overachieve. People think that's the new normal, and when you don't have your peak season, you know you, you're, you only hit 90% of your peak, it's like, we slid backwards. It must be this guy's fault. Fire him.
1: <laughs> uh, depending on, and that'll be interesting to see going forward because we have zero track record with the new owner. But the prior ownership... Uh, yeah, you would not really have yeah. to worry about that. Yeah. Uh, they were so uh, and there is a reluctant decent to make these chance, changes.
0: There's a decent chance that because he grew up rooting and following for this, that he's kind of assimilated that thought pattern, and that's how he'll be. I don't think that would be shocking. And maybe not. Maybe we'll get five years or ten years down the road, and you know it, it'll be different. But it's... Um,
1: that would be my expectation. Right. Well, he, he you know, grew he was, up
0: in the jazz world. He's also a BYU fan, and that's been well documented. And look at the longevity of BYU coaches. It's pretty good. They've had, they've had some long-running coaches there. I don't think Cleveland did a decade. Didn't he, like, eight or nine years? I have to look it up.
1: Uh, it was, like, uh, 97 to 04. And then they obviously, they just... Uh, you are promoted, correct. It was
0: 97.04. So that'd be eight years. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They promoted from within, obviously, there. But yeah, I I can't say, oh, Ryan Smith's going to do ABC because there's zero track record. But I like your line of thinking that if you grew up in so-called the jazz way, uh, they just don't make changes for the sake of making changes. And making changes for the sake of making changes... All that does is lead to making more changes for the sake of making You're changes.
0: You're a dog spinning in circles, <laughs> chasing your tail.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at Mark Cuban, you know, there's been a comparison between the two young, energetic guys. Oh, he's stuck struck with struck Carlisle. Yeah, Carlisle through some bad times. Yep.
0: Uh, but the and, thing is, the coach isn't the problem in the bad times, so why well, I change agree. It, I agree. You know? I and, agree 100%. And I think that, that they were in Dallas, they've been able to look at it and say, well, it's roster issues. You know, they decided after the yeah, championship, yeah. oh, we're going to get free agents. We're going to let a bunch of guys go. We'll have a bunch of money. And then they couldn't get the caliber of free agent they wanted. But this is a, you know, it's a talent issue. It's a, it's a getting guys issue. And so Carlisle now is is past a decade. He got hired in uh, 08. Yeah. so and he won him the title, right? Yep, twelve right. years, twelve years and counting. Yeah, the championship came in his uh, I think his fourth year, and
1: I think that to me Maybe that's third. the best way to do it is go ahead and have a person believe in that person because then you send the message, and I think Larry Miller did that so well. Send the message. You got a problem, Oof. you you talk to that guy and you solve it because he, he that's the guy you got the problem with and you pretty much better do what he tells you or we're going to get wow. you out of here anyway.
0: Carlisle has won five playoff series. He won the championship in his third year. They haven't won a playoff series since. They've been out in the first round five times and been in the lottery four times. That's pretty unusual. <laughs> that you got to really give it to Cuban. You do you do now that the arrow seems to be back up again uh the thing you do have to say is he only had three losing seasons, and we know and we know why, but yeah they they went out uh they did lose a game seven, but mostly they've gone out in four or five P- I think they're P- gonna friendship. have their day. it seems like it's trending in the right direction, yeah when you got they, they've that got two young guys talent. yeah.
1: So I think that's the right move. So my guess is that Quinn Snyder, uh, he can win five coaches of the year awards or zero, and it's really not going to make a difference as I don't, far as his longevity.
0: I don't see right now anyone overachieving dramatically that just screams you're going to be the coach of the year.
1: No, I think it's Monty Williams right now. Okay. And that man is so universally beloved because if you want – Character in a human being. Yeah. The guy's got it through and through. And
0: I mean, people he's... are rooting for him. Horrific oh, backstory. Yes. Nobody I mean, wants... he lost his wife in a I know. car accident. Nobody I mean, wants to nobody wants to go through what he went through.
1: No, not at all. He's paid his dues. He's been around. He's done his thing. He's done it with such dignity. Go look at that. Call up it's uh his eulogy of his wife. Oh my god. Gosh, man, I would have been so bitter. I'm bitter on a good day, let alone a bad day. Uh, And listen to him. It was so motivous. You want to talk about what we'll just use because he's a Christian, so we use that faith. An example of what a Christian should be, it was Monty Williams. So he's going to get the benefit of the doubt. And he's not there yet. I mean, they've only played, you know, not even 20 games. Uh, But to me, he looks like he's a candidate. I think Ty Lu is a candidate, uh, as far as that goes.
0: Uh. So you get the star players, you know. And so some of these turnaround teams. Well, the Nets have star players. Can you give it to the coach? The Suns have star a new star player. Can you give it to the coach? Um, maybe the Grizzlies. Let's see what kind of season they put together. They are seven and six right now. Suns are seven and five. Uh, yeah. You know, but I, Phil, I think
1: Quinn has an opportunity to be in the running. Yeah. Uh, if they finish second, then uh, certainly if it. they finish first, then, then yep. if he doesn't get it, that's an absolute joke. Right. But if they finish second, I think he should be in the running too. And and be not just be in the running, but receive serious, strong consideration.
0: All right, DJ PK at 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. The Jazz aren't the only team on a hot streak, and we will get to that next. Stay with us. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Our good friend Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. In
2: order for the Jazz to contend for a top three or four spot in the Western Conference, there had to be improvements organically. And I think we're seeing that. Mike Conley looks more like Mike Conley. Jordan Clarkson, a guy that I picked for sixth man of the year, has been everything you could ask for and more. Those things are sustainable. Are they sustainable at the level they're at right now? Probably not, but so aren't all these other teams. I mean, I'm watching Paul George play right now, and he's shooting like 50% for the floor and 50% from three. I mean, there are some wacky numbers across the league that simply aren't going to hold up.
0: The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK in the morning brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. All right, the Jazz have won six in a row. We spent a good chunk of time this morning talking about the Jazz and their winning ways and what might derail them, if anything. But they don't have the longest winning streak in the state. Got a college basketball team up in Logan that is now nine and zero in the Mountain West and has won eleven in a row. So let's spend a couple minutes here before uh, Tim Lacone comes on, and we can talk college and pro hoops with him. Obviously, Um, what will derail Utah State? CSU had the one win over San Diego State. As you pointed out, that is their marquee win. And maybe they are more an NIT team than an NCAA team. If you don't have the multiple marquee wins, and now you get smoked by 17 in Logan. They got another game tomorrow night. Uh, They're playing Tuesday, Thursday. So the Mountain West has got this uh, two games in three days, minimize the air travel, the expense, the exposure in airports, and all that stuff. So CSU... They need to win, PK, or they are out of the conference race, and then it's Utah State and Boise State on the collision, the showdown. Next week. For the top spot. Next week, yeah. With Nevada looming out there, possibly. But Nevada and CSU are looking at, they they have more NIT resumes, but good enough to beat you. And uh, I was just looking at the thing this morning. You know, the bubble is a bigger mess than ever because there's fewer non conference games. So, how do you compare these teams? And it's going to be more of a coin flip. And so, play yourself off the bubble if possible. (laughs) Every every win matters. Get as far away from that thing as as you can because there aren't a lot of games to go back and say, hey, this league beat up on that league or this team beat up on that team. But they're going to have to put some teams in and put some teams out no matter what.
1: Well, I'm not worried about CSU. I don't think they're good enough to beat you. So I think the Aggies do what they did, what they've been doing. And then we'll see about uh, next week. If they roll out a sweep next week, then, then they're in the tournament. And the only thing that's going to derail them is a team that's better in the NCAA tournament.
0: And then for uh, BYU, a team that ought to put a streak together, they're playing Thursday, Saturday this week, but they're playing the bottom of the league and the middle of the league, and they ought to be good enough to handle both of those. But same thing, uh, just pile up the wins. The the mm. mock tourney stuff has you kind of just barely in.
1: The bottom of the league and the middle of the league are the same thing. <laughs>
0: in this conference. But you don't think Pepperdine's that much better than Portland? No. Portland 0-4 right now. So. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they don't.
1: They have no emphasis on winning. You can hire a decent-named coach, but they're not – They. I don't even understand why they have a team. There's just no point. They don't try to win. They're not putting any money into it. They don't have any money to put into it. And so that's just like most of the teams in the West Coast Conference, as Mark Few – has called them out on more than one occasion. <laughs> There's very little commitment to winning in, in the West Coast Conference. So uh, if they take two teams, then BYU's in. That's what it boils down to because it doesn't look like they're going to win the conference tournament. Uh, they got rolled by Gonzaga. and Gonzaga's just that good. So with that in mind, uh, can, can the West Coast Conference get two teams in? And if the answer is yes, then the Cougars go. If the answer is no, then they don't. Uh, and I just don't know that they can prove anything by winning all these games against these lousy teams. I mean, they should be able to win. I mean, the pandemic, as far as the no fans has really had very little impact because they had, they hardly have any, anyway. There's very little atmosphere in any of these games. I've said this for years that I feel, in a sense, bad for these guys because this generation of BYU players has no idea what it's like to go to all these places that the WAC Mountain West used to be and have it be such in, an intense environment and such animosity and such hatred for the Cougars. Now it's like a big yawn. There is no or, pit. You, you name it. Yeah. And it's, it's just not the pit. That was the great thing. Wyoming and was once, crazy. Every place was, even San if it Deg- was a smaller scale. San, San Deg- State was awesome yeah. once they had the arena.
0: Are you kidding me? Yep. And they put the student section right by the bench. And the conference hey. tournament in Las Vegas could be awesome with all the different fan bases. And many and of every them. every one of them roots against the Many of them two, uniting, right? <laughs> the, two things in common. You root for your team and you root against BYU. Those are facts. The brown and gold I, was rooting against the Y, and so were, several, were. several different shades of red. The youth yeah, fans, you saw it. It was Lobo legitimate.
1: Fans. You could feel it. You could see it. And, the, and I speak from firsthand experience on this. Well, these guys, this batch, the last 10 years, they don't get any of that. Zero.
0: The question now is, can they put together a 13-game win streak before they play Gonzaga in the season finale? I see no reason why they can't. And it, yeah, it's a, who could upset them, and then of course, I guess the other question is: Do you play all the games because they've already had two conference games postponed? So
1: yeah, and and I think that Mark Pope is somebody who really gets these guys in the position to win. You know, he's an energetic dude, and he's entertaining in his press conferences and just his. Uh, Did you see
0: the clip from the coaches' show on social media last yeah, night?
1: To give the car, yeah, uh, I saw it because I think you highlighted it. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that's entertaining, and I think you know, as long as you win that stuff yeah doesn't doesn't uh it's it goes it, well
0: it, it adds to it
1: once you don't win, when Todd Graham was winning ten games, the best Wednesday morning team meeting that they ever had, that was
0: great. But when you start losing, it's like, would you shut up? (laughs) (laughs) It's like an ice cream sundae. It's primarily the ice cream. You got to have the winning. You can't just put the toppings in a bowl and eat it. Who does that? Nobody. The other stuff's all the toppings.
1: And the Cougars won, and we never know. We don't know what would have happened last year. Uh, We just don't know. And so, with that in mind, uh, let's see what he can do in the tournament. And this stuff, it's fresh and new. But And that's what you want. You want, want NCA success, and let's see if they can get it. It would be great if they could.
0: All right, DJ and PK, there you go. Jazz have won six in a row. Utah State has now won 11 in a row. BYU's got a two-game win streak, but they're going to be favored to win in their next 11 games. So we'll see where that goes before they play Gonzaga February 27th. DJ and PK, Tim Lacombe, jazz radio studio analyst, former BYU and Utah staffer, joins us next right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.